Hello, 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 and welcome to episode four of Let's Talk Trash. This is Trash Collectors Part Two. I got my power panel with me, Walia and Janine, and we're going to turn the tables, right? Last week, that was, you know, that was a little heavier. We had to talk about those trash collector modes that we enter into, but we're going to talk about some removal strategies for you today. So let me start out. Let me share a few things with you. I, I had to take some time. Like I'm no expert on waste management. So I thought, let me see if I can find a parallel in the real world, right? In the natural world we live in to help us connect to and understand what's going on internally. And so this is what I've discovered. Waste management, as we all know, it's a critical part of the infrastructure of any community. This is a global necessity, right? And there are entire sectors of local, state, and federal government that's dedicated to ensure that we live in healthy environments. At least that's what they're supposed to be doing, right? We have large companies that exist for the sole purpose of eliminating the accumulated waste. And this is important. This is important work that we spend zero time as the everyday citizen thinking about or talking about, right? We heard Borlea talk about your trash day. Mine is on, it goes out Sunday night and Wednesday night for pickup on Monday and Thursday. And I go through my refrigerator and the freezer and all of the rooms where there's a trash receptacle, I gather it together, I put it out, and I don't think about it anymore, right? But this is important work because it saves, hear this, it saves the environment in which we dwell from the toxic effects of the inorganic and biodegradable matter that is present in the waste. That's important. It saves the environment in which we dwell from the toxic matter present in the waste. I'm gonna come back to that. And so mismanagement of waste, right? In our natural world, it can cause our, our water supply, our lakes, our rivers, our oceans to be contaminated. We get soil erosion and our crops won't grow. The air is toxic and we can't breathe. And now we got more bronchitis and asthma and other respiratory illnesses, right? And so as I thought back, my mind was drawn back to the darkest moments of the COVID-19 lockdown. And even though I told you we have local, state, and federal agencies set up to manage waste infrastructure, it appeared that there was no plan for the increased amounts of trash that each household was accumulating because of this lockdown. So people were putting it out and nobody was picking it up, right? We were all shuttered in place. We were eating more. We were using more things. 
And so we had more trash and now we're surrounded by it in various forms. I remember on social media and on national news, some of the biggest cities began to look like desolate wastelands, right? Do you remember the outcry of the residents in those areas? Can you hear them? We found that situation reprehensible in an American city. How is it possible we would not be prepared for it? The wealthiest country in the world. We couldn't possibly be expected to live this way, right? And yet these are the same questions I have today as I consider the people I encounter in my work who internally resemble those cities in the days of COVID lockdown. Trash collectors with no plan for the disposal of the built up waste in their lives. How do I know they lack the plan? It's this simple. I'm just toss a couple things out to you. You could check it off if you want to, right? Or see if this makes sense. Divorce rates skyrocketed during COVID. Alcohol sales were at an all-time high during COVID. Depression, anxiety, and other mental stresses multiplied along with the waistlines of most people. Obesity is now in this country at an all-time high. It was high before COVID. These are all signals. We should have like red lights and flags going off in our lives, but we don't. So I'm here to sound the alarm today. These are signals of the lack of trash management. And I know that was a heavy start to the conversation, but it needs to be said. And I promise sharp, pointed, poignant conversation. It needs to be said. We have trash and we have no plan until today. And so this is serious conversation for serious people who are ready to get rid of the trash so you can live a life of greater significance and fulfillment. So today's conversation with my panel, we're gonna focus on some methods and offer some solutions and strategies to the waste management issue. Let's start the conversation. I'm Valerie Cheney. Let's go. So here's what I have observed. Janine, I want to start with you because you kind of previewed this. You was out to be off and running and out the gate in episode three. I was like, yo, hold back, hold back. What are you seeing physically, right? This is solution-based. What are some of the solutions to the waste management issues when you think about it from the physical, our bodies, right? How are we responding in the world to this? What's your thoughts? I love this. Thank you again for having me, Val. Um, you know, a couple of things that you said really hit me. Um, you know, in order for us to function optimally in our lives, 
you know, we, we have to think about our bodies optimally functioning, you know, and you had brought, brought up the pandemic. Uh, in my coaching circles, we were calling it the quarantine 15. And yeah. gaining I think it was 25. Maybe more like 25 pounds, right? More like 25 yeah, for me. Absolutely. 100%. Um, and then another thing that you said too, was about sort of like looking for the red lights, looking for the warning signs, you know, and in our divine design, right? Our bodies have a trash removal system, but there is a, there are warning signs and red lights that are built in for us, right? So I'll go, I can go through a couple of those and I have some ideas and there are also solutions. So let's talk a little bit about the brain first, because in our waking hours, the brain does accumulate some toxins in the form of proteins, right? And so one of the big functions of the cerebral spinal fluid is to increase production during sleep. Right. So when your cerebral spinal fluid increases its production, it literally does something called washing the brain. Right. And that eliminates the buildup of those proteins in between the cells. Right. So literally what we want to try to do is first and foremost, we are looking at our optimal physical health because that will affect our healthy mind, our healthy life, our finances, our relationships. Right. Can I jump in here with a a clarifying question real quick? So if what I'm hearing you say about as we are coming out of sleep, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. The brain is being washed to eliminate these toxins. So that suggests to me that having a good night's sleep is critically important. Yes. And I call it sleep hygiene, right? So our sleep hygiene, in other words, how we, you know, our, my day is slow to go. And then at the end of the day, if you don't have a regular sleep routine, I highly recommend that. It's go to slow. It's kind of like, you know, when you picture a giant, um, you know, facility kind of shutting down, right? And you really want to bring yourself down because sleep is so, so, so important for our health, our mental health, our physical health, our spiritual health, right? And, you know, that having a, a legitimate sleep routine, I have a whole routine, right? It involves smells and light and physical touch, right? And what's around me, there's definite routine. And, and if I don't have that routine, I know that my sleep isn't as deep. So we know, right? And we know that the body now, you know, now that we know that the body does provide a way to wash the brain, that's why sleep is really important, right? Another trash disposal system in the body, this is really cool. This is called ephrocytosis, right? This, right? Everybody say it's it with me. Ephrocytosis. Ephrocytosis. <laughs> This is the process it's the process and you use the word global and I love that Val globally the whole body removes dead cells by the process of ephrocytosis and what removes the cells are specialized immune cells called phagocytes right and if you can picture a phagocyte like a vacuum right it goes around your body and it's like a seeker it seeks and it engulfs these dead cells and literally collects them like trash. So tell me in our design, we have a trash removal system for every system in our body. So we covered brain. This is globally, right? These, These phagocytes move along and they engulf these dead cells, right? That's another one of the body's trash removal systems during exercise. We all know when you contract and release a muscle, it increases the blood flow through the muscle, right? And that's food for the muscle. The blood is the food, right? So when a muscle is consuming that blood during exercise, contracting and releasing, it releases a waste product. And the ah. waste product is called lactic acid, 
right? And you all know if you've worked out really hard and you're sore the next day, that's a buildup of the waste product lactic acid, right? So we know that the thing, the very thing that can remove lactic acid from your muscles after motion is more motion, but different motion. So if I've had a really hard workout or a hard hike, right? And I'm sore in a specific area. I wouldn't go do the same thing. I would think, okay, I have to remove that trash from my muscles. So I'm going to do what they recommend, which is light stretching, right? Light movement of that muscle, maybe a slow dynamic stretch, a little bit of yoga, some deep breathing, maybe light walking, right? The worst thing you can do is sit still and leave that trash sit in there, in that muscle, right? (laughs) Lastly, but not least, the and big, that happened a couple of times. Yes, exactly. And you know, you want to sit still. You don't want to deal with that trash. It's this metaphoric, right? But <laughs> exactly. you've got to deal with it. Otherwise, you're going to be sore longer, right? Those exactly. That's that red light. Lastly, and I love this, you had talked about um, the body has red lights. And if we can picture like little inflammation spots, right? Mm-hmm. Pain in our joints, pain, headache, mm-hmm. uh, back pain, you know, other things. So inflammation is a protective response that reacts to outside invaders, right? So bacteria and viruses, right? Other things that cause inflammation, lifestyle and diet, right? Specifically what we eat, white refined flour, white sugar, highly processed foods, foods fried at super high temperatures, fatty foods, smoking and stress, all elicit inflammatory response because our body views those as invading, right? Those are invading, right? What would be normally a very, very healthy global entity, right? And so there are two kinds of inflammation. We have acute and we have chronic. Acute is an event-based situational lifestyle. It happens in the moment, right? So you might have may say, for instance, that you have an impact, maybe you have an injury real quick, or like you pulled a muscle, that's acute. But then there's chronic inflammation, which is from arthritis or diabetes or things that you have inherently that you intrinsically have in your body. So how do we deal with that? Well, we have a trash removal system, right? Modify physical activity, right? Physical therapy is another form of trash removal for the body. Lifestyle change is a trash removal action for the body. Healthy nutrition, no smoking. Again, the sleep hygiene, right? Help that brain remove that trash from the brain. Uh, Regular supplements, managing stress, meditation. So there are ways to technically deal with that inflammation and, and remove that trash, from the body. Awesome. So yeah, that's what I got awesome. for you. You gave us like seven things and wrapped it all in these big old scientific <laughs> non-syllable words, but that's all right. Then she broke it down, right? Yep, Exercise, yep. sleep, 1% different in your diet. Let me share something then. Well, Lee, I'm coming to you with a different spin on this. Janine, that was powerful. I made a decision two weeks ago that I was going to add 80 minutes of additional exercise to my routine. 80 minutes might sound like, oh my God, but guess what I did? I applied my 1% different rule and I broke them down into four 20 minute segments that I could get through. And I'm going to report to you, this is week two of my challenge to me. And I hit my extra 80, hey, both weeks, both weeks. So 1% different. We ain't got to throw out everything in our refrigerator all at once, right? We can take one thing out 
And then the next month, take another thing out. And then the next month, take another thing out. We can go to bed maybe 38 minutes earlier, right? All of those things represent removal of this physical trash that we have accumulated. Janine, awesome, awesome. So Vorlia, I wanna shift this a bit. And what I have come to understand, take off my coach hat for a minute, put on my, my pastoral hat. And for those of you who get all wigged out about that, stop it, stop it. I understand it from both perspectives. And prayerfully and hopefully I'm coming to you in a way that is simple and understandable to connect to. So now from the coaching work I do from my pastoral seat, here's what I found when it comes to trash removal. And I, I have a specific question for you. What I've come to understand is for this work to happen, you must, we must as people decide to forgive the offenses that create the trash. It is a decision. It is not, I am saying that the trash that got dumped on me was right. It is saying I released myself from the connection to the thing that created the trash. A decision to forgive the offense that created the trash. Now, with that in mind, I'm gonna go back into coach mode. I just wanna give you a brief little, you know, little taste. Volia, why do we struggle to forgive? Why you give me this question? Girl, <laughs> just, just a little nugget, just a little gold nugget. We not gonna preach a whole okay. sermon. Okay, but well, this is the thing. Okay. Yeah. It's a thing, and nobody wants to address this yeah. part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We want to point our fingers at the trash. We want to look at the trash. We want to lament the trash, but I need us to remove the trash. Remove the trash. And so with forgiveness in the soul realm, right, yeah. to release your mind from stopping having that thing on repeat. Yes, reliving it over and over and over, right? Yes. To get it out of our mind, to get it out of our emotion that, sure. you know, whatever it's eliciting, these spurts of anger or sadness yeah. or depression yeah. or anxiety, whatever is creating emotionally and mentally, mm -hmm. if we're going to remove it, we have to understand yeah. that power of forgiveness. And, and for real, for real, can we just take it out of the religious mode and just look at it as an action, as a choice and a decision that we all get to make mm -hmm. or not make? Mm -hmm. Why, why we struggle with that? Mm -hmm. 
So um, let, let me just preface my response by thank you for opening up the whole pastor aspect of it because and think listening to Janine and thinking about what my response is, um, you know, to, uh, you know, the practical things we could do to take out the trash as it pertains to these wounds and um, discontentments and displeasures and dis-ease in our souls. Um, I have to, I have to stand in, in, in this as a pastor, as one. And, and let me, let me just say this. Okay. I'll take the pastor hat off. And how about I just say from a believer's perspective, yes. just from being yes. a Christian, just from being a Christian and understanding the power of forgiveness toward me, the power of forgiveness toward me, that God so loved the world that he gave. We understand that. That's all about forgiving, forgiving me of my wrong, even before I did them, right? Before I did things, God forgave me and all of those things. You use the phrase power of forgiveness. The power of forgiveness, listen, it is real. I wanna start off by saying it is real. It is a release mechanism. You yes. talk you already like really set it up. The, the power of forgiveness is a release mechanism. Think about the event and the person that caused the event and you, you're locked here like this. And every single time you revisit it, we talked about the brain, Janine talked about the brain. Every time you revisit it, you dig a deeper groove. Every time you remember it, you dig a deeper groove in the brain, right? A pathway. So it becomes easier and easier and easier. You get there quicker. Every time yes. you remember it, you get to the feelings quicker. You get to the emotions of it quicker. You get to the pain of it quicker. You get to the wound of it quicker because this is this locking thing exists between you, the event, and the person. But when you forgive, forgiveness means that I am not uh, saying that what you did was right, nor am I saying that I deserved it, nor am I saying that you're even worthy of the forgiveness. Yes. But I am releasing me and I am releasing you from 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, I'm releasing you from that. I'm releasing me from that so that we can live in the present. And the reason why it is so difficult for us to forgive, first of all, is because we don't know the forgiver. We are not connected with him in such a way. It, forgiveness is about trusting that things will be better for me. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Janine Walia. Walia, that was a soul sweep. Yeah. I want y'all to reference that. I want you to recognize I'm going to be using it. I'm coining it. Don't be trying to take it, trademark <laughs> it, and make it yours. It's mine. It's a soul sweep of the trash. And we will have soul sweep moments yeah. along the way. Yes. All right. That's awesome. So now let me give you, as a wrap of this, I want to give you some solutions. And again, this might be an opportunity where you got to go back and re-listen to this. Because if you're multitasking, and I know some of you are multitasking, 
Some of you are biding time and this is what you do while you waiting for the next thing. It's all good. Little nuggets being dropped anyway, but you might want to go back in a quiet place and sit down and listen to this so you can capture these solutions and strategies. So we heard from Janine on what to do with the body, right? You heard from Vorlia about, come on, just make a decision to release it. To release it. It's easier than you think. It's easier than you think. It's our weaponized emotions that keep us from making the decision to release it, all right? So now let's look at this overall. How do you create Valerie, Janine, Walia, I need a trash management plan. Great. Here's where you do it. This is how you do it. Step number one, identify what actually represents trash in your life. Number two, and this is connected to the forgiveness, identify the sources of the trash in your life. Number three, establish a waste management team. Identify the people you can trust to help you. And I gave you some ideas before. Trusted family member, trusted friend, maybe it's therapy, depending upon how deep this is, right? Maybe it's therapy, maybe it's a coach, maybe it's counseling but establish for yourself a waste management team. And then with your team, create the wealth management action plan. Now, let me give you my four R's of the waste management plan. R number one, removal. Take out the trash daily. We're not waiting for the once a week trash schedule. Daily, one little piece of litter every day, removal, reduction. Minimize your contact with the trashy situations and people. Reduction. Reuse. This is for the real mature folk. This ain't for everybody yet. This for the real mature folk. Turn that negativity into the fuel for your future. Now you know it's trash. Burn it. Burn it and create the energy and creativity to fuel your dream. Don't carry it, burn it, reuse it, replace it, create new thought patterns, use that vision, use the vision that you just created. We're reshaping the narrative. That's why we started episode one with a vision. You might not have understood why we started there and thought it should have ended up somewhere else but it was strategic. Create the visual of where you wanna go, reshape, reframe, rewrite, realign, recalibrate your narrative. 
replace it with new thought patterns. Exchange the lies in your mind for truth and use positive affirmations to encourage yourself, right? Recover, R number five. Give yourself permission to step away from trashy situations and people. So you actually have time to implement your plan and recover. Responsibility is the six R. Accept that you own your space and you are not a trash collector, nor are you a victim. Own your space and determine what you allow in it. Create your trash management plan. Add to it a book that I wanna tell you about. It's called Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. Take a look at that book and read it. I think it'll help. And so today we talked about trash management. I hope that you have found in there, again, do you have to implement all of this at once? No, one, pick one, pick one. Maybe you start at body. Maybe you have to start at forgiving. Maybe you've done both of those and now you just didn't know where to go from here. You can get that trash management team around you and you can start moving through those R's, identify one of them and work there. We had a pop-up wellness moment from Janine. We had a soul suite from Verlia. And we had this whole coaching session with me. And so we are so glad that you are continuing to listen in. And until next time, make every day Trash Day. See you soon.